0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Art of Attraction with Domini Drew. I'm so glad to uh, have you joining me today. I have a great show lined up for you. Uh, my name is Domini Drew. I will be your host uh, throughout this journey adventure episode. Uh, if you have found me on uh, Facebook Live, then by all means, welcome. If you are new to the to the uh, podcla- podcast, please uh, feel free to download and subscribe and. Uh, all that good stuff, so you can be uh, alerted when uh, new episodes come out. Um, generally, pretty consistent with it, but uh, every once in a while there's a, a little bit of lag time there. Um, but generally, I absolutely love uh, you know recording these for you guys. I love having it, um, you know, you know having you guys uh, listen and, and call in. And and today is a day when you uh, you can call in if you would like. Um, you know, we're we're going to talk a little bit about uh, insecurities, but. You know, really specifically, just anything. You know, areas where you feel that you've self-sabotaged in relationships, or questions you have about past relationships. Uh, by all means, go ahead and call in. Uh, the number to do that is eight two eight three 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 four six eight six. Again, that's eight two eight three 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 four six eight six, and you can um, you can call in and ask your question. I'd be happy to help. Um, So if you're new to the show, uh, then um, definitely welcome. So glad to have you uh, prepare for a little bit of a ride. (laughs) Um, I specialize in helping single men attract life partners through personal and relationship coaching. And, you know, if you're familiar at all with my work, you'll know that the way that I do that is really uh, less about, um, uh, you know, dating tips and tricks or things to say to women or, you know places to meet women or pick up artists type of things. It's really more about, um, you know, the deeper psychological areas, right? How we hold ourselves back from what we want. And, um, and I love this topic. You guys, I have to say, I, you know, I, I love this work. I, um, I've only been really specializing in dating area for a while, but it's really held my passion for a long time. Uh, let's see who we've got. Hello. Welcome to the art of attraction. Hi Domini,
1: how are you? It's Nathaniel.
0: Hi Nathaniel, how are you doing?
1: I am doing really really well actually. It's uh things have gotten um a lot better. I'm actually talking to somebody that um is showing some some good interest.
2: Well, that's exciting. And
1: uh I told her about your show and <laughs> she watches she watches with me.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's so great. Oh, my God. Can you think of a healthier thing for couples to do together? That's a fantastic idea. Good for All you. Right? Yeah, that's brilliant.
1: Yeah, so I just figured I'd call in and check in and see how things are going with you.
0: <laughs> well, good. Well, I won't go too much into that here. But um, was there anything that we spoke about before that was helpful for you in um, in attracting this uh, this new girl?
1: Um. I, I definitely think the boundaries the boundaries talk was, was helpful because um, I learned that, you know, if I respect what she's asking, then she interacts more. Like, there's more attention.
2: And so the boundaries...
1: When,
0: mm-hmm, go ahead.
1: Like, boundaries of, like, messaging her constantly if she's at work oh. or if she's at school or...
0: Oh yeah, that's yeah. just self control, bro. That's just that's just yeah, irritating. So. Yeah, good, good adjustment. Yeah, I mean sometimes this stuff isn't intuitive, right? Sometimes uh, you know things that seem obvious to one person won't seem obvious to another, and so it can you know you may not know how many times you should, uh, and uh, write how many times you should text and how many you shouldn't. So definitely good adjustment on that one for sure. Right. Right. Well, good. Well, I'm thrilled to hear it. Uh. Keep in uh, in touch and let me know how it goes moving forward. All
1: right.
0: Congratulations. All
1: right.
0: Bye. Oh, I love that. That's so great. Good. Success stories. Uh, That's one of my favorite things. You know, um, I run an eight-week course uh, that I call The Art of Attraction that is um, where I work intensively with uh, guys who who really... uh, You know, they struggle in one way or another with the approach, with um the uh, you know, what to say, where to find women, um, you know, how to present themselves, um, or they just have like really profound relationship patterns, they have no idea how to um adjust. They have no idea how to get through. And so, um, and so I I have this eight-week course. And you know, I have to be, I have to be honest, the the amount of time that it takes to turn this kind of thing around. Right. So I know that, you know, this has probably been bothering you for a long time. Um, most people who are, most guys I talk to who are single, like it's sometimes they're not even just coming to me in order to attract someone new. Sometimes they're like, sure, i I can attract women easily. The problem is that I can't stay in that relationship or I can't make it last. Right. And so when that starts happening, um, you know, that's a really tricky thing to break on your own. That's a really tricky thing to break on your own. Um, because what's, you know, what's going on is subconscious, right? It's subconscious. It's not, um, it's not something that you can fix because you're not aware of the problem. The reason why I know that is because if you were aware of it and it were something that you had an issue with, then I would, um, you know, then you would have fixed it by now right? You wouldn't be waiting around, right? You wouldn't be, um, you know, frustrated and stuck if, you know, you, you, you knew how to fix it. If there's something that you want and you haven't been able to achieve that, right? Then that's how you know there's something hidden in the subconscious, right? This is This is the way, this is how you know. And so, <clears throat> Um, and so that's where my work comes in, right? When your dating life makes no sense, that's when I come in, okay? When you're dating life, when you're doing everything right and you're not getting the results, when the, you know, the things that you're experiencing around relationships seems completely out of your control, right? When things don't make sense, when you're like, God damn it, there's something else, I'm missing something, I can put you in touch with that thing that you're missing, Okay. So in, you know, this eight week course and truly, you know, the, the, one of the main problems that I find that people have when they, when they come to me is that they, um, they're, they're, they're frustrated because they're, first of all, they're either doing everything right and not getting the results. Right. And that's fucking irritating. Right. Because, um, you know, you're, it, it looks like the problem's outside of yourself, right? It always does. That's the nature of these problems. Um, but by the time they come to me, there's a huge amount of frustration often, you know, or jadedness or, um, you know, resignedness, right? I'll just stay the way I am. It's just, it's just easier to do that, okay? And a lot of that frustration comes because they don't understand what the problem is, right? So, it's not just like oh i've you know I've got a four year law degree to do, and it's so much work right well, you know at least you know you know how much work it's going to be, you know what you're going to get at the end, and you've decided beforehand that you want it, right If you keep attracting women who cheat on you, that doesn't look like something that's in your control, right um <clears throat> And so it doesn't look like anything that you could have anything to do with, but it keeps happening. And so you, you want to reach out. So that's the type of thing that I do. And so a huge amount of that is like what I call solving the problem, right? Which doesn't mean, you know, completing the answer. It means finding the answer. Like, you know, what is the problem? What is going on here? And I've had people come into my program who have been dealing with their issue for upwards of 50 years. And within... Uh, two weeks, I think it was actually five days, but I'll be generous here and say two weeks, I can't quite remember. Within two weeks, they knew what the problem was. The mystery was solved, right? They understood why they needed to, you know, why they'd always been, you know, attracting women who rejected them and then what they need to do about it, right? And then we spend the eight weeks doing that. So that by the end, you know what the shit is going on. You know exactly what you need to do to fix it. Right. So we really go. So, you know, and, and uh, I hear a lot of people, especially pretty much only people who aren't in the program, um, be like, you know, how can this possibly happen so fast? Right. If I've been dealing with it for 50 years, how can you, you know, what knowledge could I possibly have? Right. That, uh, (laughs) that gets you, you know, that can work you through in a couple of weeks what you struggled with for years. Right. Well, the answer is I don't really carry the answer. I have a method that gets the answer for you from you, right? So I have a method, I have a way of connecting the conscious mind with the subconscious mind. And then it's just a matter of asking, right? Imagine you had access to the place in your brain that genuinely knew why you were getting what you were getting in your dating life, or your financial life, or your business life, or your health, or your family, or your, you know, whatever else, your creative. Arts, you know, your purpose, whatever it is that you're, whatever area you're struggling in,
2: right? Imagine you could just tap right into that. You know, not um, not be wondering,
0: not be uh, guessing, you know, following down pathways that aren't leading you to the answer that you want, right? How many years do you want to spend doing that? And so instead, if you had just a, sure, let me get you a quick, quick bridge from the conscious mind over to the subconscious mind, and you tap in, and the answer is there. So it's wildly powerful. And it addresses a huge number of things that are going on in your life because honestly, you know, (laughs) one of the things I like to say is people don't have dating problems, you know? Um, You have personal problems that are showing up in your dating life. Same thing as business. People don't have business problems. They have personal problems, right? That then affect or damage or inhibit or sabotage their business. And, you know, sometimes it might just be a, okay, you're doing X, Y, or Z wrong in your business. And it's possible that might be true in your dating life too, but it wouldn't be something that would keep you stuck so long with so little results, right? If something's that powerful, then that means that there's something going on underneath the surface, right? So you're carrying a you may have heard the term limiting belief. You may have overheard the term limiting belief. Um, but it really is quite accurate, right? It's it's an assumption that you uh, make about the, the world, right? Or women or men or um, people, you know, or the nature of our world. You may... Um, you may... Um, You know, you may want that thing very much, but you're you're carrying this this underlying belief that's that's blocking you, right? So uh, you've got one foot on the gas. I definitely want a relationship. I want a girlfriend. I want a life partner. This is gonna be great. And one foot on the brake, you know, okay, i've I've had this traumatic experience with my mother when i was when I was five, and now, you know, I'm terrified that if I let a woman in, you know, I, I, will, I will die. It, it, according to the belief, it is, a, it is a, a matter of life and death. It's a literal matter of life and death. Okay. So, while, you know, you, you know, if you open yourself up to a woman and she hurts you, you won't literally die, most likely. Um, part of your psyche thinks that you will. And so, when you get close to be letting a woman in and, and you know, um, uh, having what you want, it will start to get louder and louder. Right? The the fear will come up, the paranoia will come up, the self worth issues will come up, whatever it is that you're carrying, right? And so this is wildly powerful. So the other part of your brain is thinking, I mean, yeah, a girlfriend would be nice, but I know for a fact that, you know, if you trust women, you will, you know, whatever you believe is going to happen, they will leave you, you will get hurt, you will die. Because it happens at such a very young age, it's actually linked to. Your survival. And so your subconscious is literally trying to keep you safe, right? So, what do you do here, right? Um, there, there are a couple of things, right? Um, one of them is a, is a <laughs> sort of a secret to the art of attraction. Um, and it's the first one that I came up with. And um, I call it uh, getting control of your dating life, right? Taking back control of your dating life so that you can actually enjoy it rather than just surviving it right um you can you know you can approach women joyfully you know in a free and confident and fulfilling way rather than um than the continuing on the patterns that you've always had right and so um the you know taking control back of your dating life like okay why don't you have control in the first place we don't have control in the first place because um, because it, it's happening underneath the surface, right? Because you don't have any, um, you don't have any conscious awareness of why you're getting what you're getting in your dating life. That is why it looks random. That's why you look like a victim, right? So, <clears throat> so when you start to, to tap into the subconscious, right? When you start to um, dive down when you start to connect those two parts of your brain, suddenly the answers start to come out right I mean, like it's it's like opening up a whole new world, right? You're able to really access um,
2: sort of like the 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 truth, right
0: right so it's it's I'm trying to explain sort of, it's a whole different way of living life, right? You're not projecting what you think is happening onto other people as they're talking to you or when you're in a group of people, right? You're not, um, you know, uh, inferring lots of things when people do things, right? Like, um, I have this friend who, you know, all... uh, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll like get up and leave or, um, you know, a guy I was seeing for a while, I would, um, you know, sometimes I was uncomfortable in the bed and so I would go sleep in another room and he took that like really, really, really badly. Right. It was a hugely negative thing for him. Um, lots of insecurity came up and, um, you know, and it was, it was like, a, it was a trauma. It was a trauma for him, for me to leave the bed. And I was just kind of an independent person. And I wasn't particularly comfortable. And so I figured we'd have, you know, I'd see him a few hours later and we'd have breakfast. Like, it just didn't mean to me what it meant to him, right? And so we do this so often, right? We do this so often. Um, You know, somebody says something and uh, what you're you're saying is not what they're hearing. And what they're saying is not what you are hearing. And so, so what do you do about this, right? Because, um, the, the, the taking control is the first piece because, um, the, well, okay, I'll just go into the answer. So, so, so how, so how do you take control of your dating life, right? How do you shift it from, I have no idea why I'm getting what I'm getting to this is, uh, you know, I, I understand this and I can actually work with it. Okay. We'll take color first. Hello there. This is Dominique Drew with The Art of Attraction. Hey,
1: Dominique. It's Andrew.
0: Hi, Andrew. How are
1: you? I'm good. How, how are you been?
0: I've been really well, thanks. What can I do for you?
1: I just had a quick question. Sure. Back when I was a child, a girl I had a crush on, um, I never had the guts to tell her until the day that she actually passed away. Would that, been could that have been part of my problem?
0: What's the problem that might have been a part of?
1: Um The the fact that I was just scared to go up, didn't have the guts to go up to her
2: hmm.
1: and talk to a different girl.
2: Hmm.
1: Well, because, the day, like I said, the day I, I was finally going to do it, she didn't show up to school. This was back in elementary. I just realized this Hmm. a couple of days ago. While uh, I was on one of the coaching calls, I just it came back to my mind.
2: Hmm. Well, when
0: you feel into it, what do you experience?
1: Well, when I dove down into it, I felt like that could have been one of the major issues that I think that they were just going to somehow just leave me.
2: Mm. Does that feel true? Not anymore. Mm.
1: It used to.
0: Yeah. Cause as you're talking about it, I'm not feeling a lot of emotion in you. Um, and I think if it were something that were really um, that was at a the core of a trauma, then even speaking about it casually in this way would create a, a shift in your system, which I'm not perceiving right. at the moment. It is interesting though.
1: Oh, yeah, and I got some updates for you about myself. okay Well, thanks to you, I finally my well, not' same thanks to you, but maybe. Uh, and my girlfriend decided to take a little break. Okay. Thanks to you, I, I am no longer crushed by it. Hmm. I'm no longer hurting over it. Mm. For you showing me how to fix them situations to so where I don't feel crushed anymore, it's, we're able to talk and still be friends.
0: That's fantastic. So you were able to come through that a bit more whole and not have it collapse you so much?
1: Yes, ma'am.
2: That's huge. Good for you. Good for you.
0: How has it been since you guys have had a break?
1: uh, We literally did. We've been on a break for a couple, like two weeks, I want to say. Mm -hmm. And we still talk almost every day. Hmm.
2: Okay. She,
1: well, what happened was she made me a, a house key for her house, and that's when she slammed the brakes on me. I'm like, Wait, what just happened? Hmm. I'm confused. And she's like, That's when she started saying, like, things like, I think it's we're just going too fast, blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, so I'm just going to take it as things just got too real for you and you just want to take a pause.
0: Well, is that what she said or is that what you inferred?
1: Well, she kind of said it, that things were going a little too fast for her.
0: Kind of or actually?
1: And I'm like, uh, okay.
0: What did she? And that's when I was
1: like, That's when I said, that's when I thought that's what she meant. And Mm. I was like, what did I do wrong? And her her friend, that was also one of my friends, said there's nothing that I could have done different.
2: So what was the problem exactly? Did you ever ask her?
1: That, no. And we never got around talking. Every time I talk to her, I usually end up forgetting because I've been so busy.
0: You've been so busy that you forgot to ask your girlfriend why she was breaking up with you. Well, I, according
1: to we were text, she did it over a text message. So,
0: so Andrew, oh, wow. if we were in the coaching call, what do you think I would tell you to do?
1: Dive, dive down in and try to figure it out. Well. And see what's going
0: on. I would certainly have a phone call with her. Don't you think that's in order? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Or better yet, I would sit down, you know, uh, grab yes, some ma'am. dinner or, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, you need to clarify this for yourself, Bib. You know, even if her answer is, I'm not quite sure, then you need to know. I mean, I don't know why you're, you know, talking to friends about it I when mean- you, you don't have a clear answer from... Your girlfriend uh, herself.
1: Well she even told me she don't know which life which way her life is going, which direction. And I guess she didn't want me to get met and messed up in it or get lost in her situation that she's in. Okay. She she did tell me that.
2: And how do you feel about that?
1: I thought that Kind of uneasy at first, but the more I, I actually ended up sitting with that, and the more I sat with it, the more I felt she was right. Hmm. Okay.
0: All right. Well, it's going by your feelings, right? If if there's something going on for you, I mean, you do sound you sound very calm, um, and yeah. you know, pretty, um, pretty solid and pretty present, which is great. Um, to me, you know, I mean, uh, you know, not certainly don't need to, but for me, I, w- I would want to have a call. I would want to have a, a talk. So I was really clear, um, about, right. you know, what it was that made her pull away. It's like some, one moment you weren't going to, too fast doesn't mean anything. Right. Objectively. Right. Um, too fast for what? <laughs> right. Um, right. Cause if she's really into it, then, you know, nothing's really too fast. Um, and if she's not, or, or, you know, she would say, hey, let's slow down. Can we can see you three times a week instead of four times a week? But she didn't. She sort of cut things right. off. So that I'm, I, I don't quite understand how that's the behavior of something when something's going too fast. Like, breaking up is not what you do when things are going too fast if going too fast is the actual problem, right? All right. I mean, that's just what it seems like to me. I'm just using logic here. I'm like, well, if things are going too fast. We would say, hey, can we slow it down? Meaning, I'd like to see you three times a week instead of four. If you want to break up, right. okay, great. Why do you want to break up? Just, just to be clear, you know what's what's going on. You know, can we fix this? Because her life is not less clear now. I wouldn't imagine than it was a week before she wanted to slow things down. Right?
1: Oh no, it's actually more complicated now than it's ever pretty much been in a while.
0: Did something major just happen? She's for her?
1: actually opened up to me about what's going on with her mm-hmm. a little bit, and it she needs to go out and seek help for herself before she can really try to be with anyone else type of thing.
2: Mm. Okay. does that feel all right for
1: you? It's not that she's she's an awesome person, nice girl, everything, but there's just a lot going on in her life that's causing her anxiety. Other issues that she needs to get help with before she includes anyone else.
2: hmm Okay.
1: That's what I'm starting to realize with her now. Okay. As me and her are becoming closer friends.
0: That's great. And it may flare back off, you know, back on, off and on. Yeah. And that's all right. Or it may not. And it sounds like that's all right, too. Good. Andrew, I have to say you do I, sound, do... you sound really solid and you sound really, um, uh, yeah, like you're handling, like you're handling it really well. That's great.
1: Yeah, from the, especially from the first time we talked, I'm doing a hell of a lot better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like I can hear it in your voice. There's a stability there, more present. It's great.
2: hmm
0: Good. Good for you. Well, I'm glad you called in and uh, gave me an update. Well done.
1: All right. Mm. I will talk to you later, Dominic.
0: All right. I'll talk to you soon, hon. Bye. Bye-bye. That's great. I love hearing that. Um, I love hearing that. I love hearing where my uh clients are. I love hearing um when um, you know, when they're when there are successes and when there's, uh, you know, even even a breakup. And that was such a great um, that was such a great example, Andrew. I'm so glad that you called in about that. Because, you know, um we sort of have this kind of negative um. Negative perspective or negative uh, perception of um of breaking up uh, like it needs to be this huge sort of traumatic and 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 painful process, and you know for the most part, for Andrew there, it really wasn't, you know he was able to um you know to to you know not like move on or get into another relationship just. You know, okay, that happened and yeah, you know what, actually, you know that didn't feel great, but I can kind of see how she's got a point and maybe she she really does need some time. You know, it's it's tricky too because that's that's kind of a line that people say, right, that women will say is like, "Oh, I'm just not ready to be in a relationship." And you know, and and sometimes I think that's true. Um I don't know what percentage of the time the times that it's um said it is accurate. You know, it's like You know, going on Tinder date and her being like, "You being like, oh, I'd love to see you again." Her just being like, "Oh, sure, definitely." But then she ends up being like, "I'm really busy." You know, and it's like, if you're into someone, you're not that busy, just about always. Sometimes yes, but then she will say, "Oh, I would love to," but I'm I'm the you know CFO for a Fortune 500 company. I'm going to be in in you know Taipei that week, and so I'm not going to be able to make it. Could we maybe do it two weeks from now? I'm so sorry, you know, or whatever. That's, that's when someone's actually busy, right? If someone's just like, oh, I don't really, you know, I don't have time, then what they're saying is I don't have time. You know, I mean, the words are probably, yes, definitely I would love to, but I'm just so busy. But like, if you've ever been in love, right? If you've ever, you know, really been into someone, it does not fucking matter what your life is like. Are you kidding it's so easy to get together, man. I, I, uh, maybe it was probably a year ago or so I met this guy that I was really, really into, really excited about. And, um, and you know, before that it was just like, I was working all the time. So basically if I had energy to spare, I would, um, I would, I would work, right. That was what I wanted to do with my day. Um, and so I was always, I was always, every free moment that I could with focus and clarity was spent on, (laughs) on um uh, on work and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. Um, but then um, I meet this guy and all of a sudden, I mean, I remember looking at my schedule and being like, oh my God, I, I can hang out every single day this week. I mean, truly, like my whole suddenly there was just so much free time, like I had nothing to do but spend time with this guy. Um, and so the whole thing just shifted. The perception of the, of the situation just shifted. So it's not like you're busy and that's an objective thing. Busyness is not really an objective thing. Again, if you're the CFO of a, of a huge company um, or you have a schedule that's kind of like that and it's actually booked day to day, that's fine. But then you're probably not you know, looking for a relationship because like, where are you going to fit him? You know, where are you going to fit her in? Um, you know, so if, you know, there's, there's a, a, a woman who has this a really big deal job and it's like, <clears throat> I imagine if she's working that hard, she doesn't have a lot of time to be lonely. You know, not that you can't feel it. But, you know, that's one of the things I, I ask my guys when they, when they come in. It's like uh, when they decide that they want to work with me, my clients, I go, okay, well, like if you met this woman right now in your life, would you be able to fit her in? Like, how well would she fit into the life that you have now? And oftentimes, they're like, oh, I have no time at all, right? I'm taking care of the kids or I'm, you know, I I work crazy hours. And I'm sort of just like, so where are you, you know? And I'll have guys come to me and say, I just can't meet anybody. I'm not sure what's going on, what the problem is. And I go, okay, like, what are you doing that's, you know, to, to meet women? Like, what... Methods you're using that are specifically geared toward meeting women, right? Not like, oh, I go to the gym and I keep my eyes open. That's not looking, bros.
2: That's not looking. You have to put some effort in.
0: You have to actually go to the places, right? They'll come to me and they say, I don't know why I'm single. And I go, well, <clears throat> you're not doing anything. So then the next question becomes, great, why aren't they doing something, right? Why aren't they, um, aren't they going out? Why aren't they um, you know, going to the places where their women might be? Why aren't they making more time in their lives? So the self-sabotage is just on a deeper level. Whereas someone who's just like, oh yeah, I sit around, I just don't go out, that sabotage might be on a you know, a more, a more surface level, or that could also be on a deep level, right? So on some level, again, foots on one foot's on the gas and one foot's on the brake. And so when it comes to like, you know, self-responsibility, okay, um, when it comes to taking control of your dating life, self-responsibility is the way to go, okay? That will change your everything. So you know people come to me because you know they're they're single for all sorts of reasons right um they're you know they live in a small town they don't know where they don't know where to go to meet women they don't know what to say when they find them they um they're afraid of rejection um though that wouldn't be an good example here um you know the their their towns too small um they you know the internet they're not good at online dating there's no face to face contact anymore Um, you know, it's all, everybody's on their phones. I mean, like the, the excuses, the, like the victimhood is just laid on thick, right? Just one layer after another. And, um, and it's really quite, um, it's really quite powerful because when you see the world that way, you are literally an actual victim of it. That's why you feel as though there's nowhere to go in your dating life. Like there's no, um, trying to think how to say it. Um, there's, there's no rhyme or reason to it, right? You just go out there, you throw something out and something comes back, right? And instead of, um, and, and so that's a very disempowering feeling. And so in order to take control, right, take back control of your dating life, you need to take self-responsibility. You need to take responsibility for everything. Everything in your dating life. Okay. So, the extent to which you are unable or unwilling to take responsibility for your dating life is the exact extent to which you are unable to fix it.
2: By definition. Because if it's not something that's coming from you, you're a victim of it. Right? And
0: so that's a really powerful statement, y'all. That's the kind of thing that can change your life. That can, that's the kind of change that goes from, man, I don't know what is going on with women these days. Every single one I've dated in the last 10 years has cheated on me. Man, women, huh? Yeah. Nothing's going to change there because it's not your fault. It's the women. Right? That changes. This changes us from that to man. Every you know woman I seem to get with uh, cheats on me. I wonder why I'm attracting the same kind of woman over and over again. I wonder what this is saying about me to me. If I were, if I had some, you know, there's an underlying belief that were proving proving itself right through my life experience. And this is my life experience. What would that belief
2: be saying? Right? What is that that underlying belief? You know?
0: You look... So instead of like, you know, looking... Um, uh, you know, looking, looking inward to, to, to find what's going on and then seeing what's outward, you can look outward, look at your life, right? Look at the things that you're experiencing and then look inward to see what might be causing it, okay? So when you take this profound level of self-responsibility, it, everything changes, okay? Because suddenly it's a problem you can fix instead of just the way things are. Okay, so very first step is self responsibility. Okay, um, and that's the piece there, and that's really the statement. Um, I came up with this phrase. I don't know if I was the first one to come up with this phrase, but you know what I said to you before about self responsibility. Um, that's the kind of thing that you know if you're inclined to like write something out and put it on the wall. That's a really good quote, right? Um, you know the extent to which you are unable or unwilling to, uh, to take responsibility for your life is the exact extent to which you will be unable to fix it. And, um, and so I recommend writing that down because that's the type of thing you look at and you're like, oh yeah, as a reminder, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, um, I may even make like a, a little, uh, poster for you guys and put it on my Facebook page. Um, with that written out and you can just, um, copy and print it and it'll be easier because, um, because truly, you know, that the, 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 the more deeply you experience that statement, the happier your life can be. Okay. First step one is, is look at, you know, look inward, what might be causing this, right. Or seeing it as something that you are doing rather than, um, something that's happening to you. Right. So then, right, once you take the responsibility for it, then you need to understand why it is that you are actually single. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about these underlying beliefs. How do they form? So I've talked about this in uh, in quite a bit of detail in other episodes, so I won't go into it very strongly. But the example that I like to use is, you know, there's a baby in the crib and parents are leaning over the baby making cooing noises and baby can sense that it's safe, right? And everything's fine. And the phone ring and dad goes to answer it and comes back and says to... Um, you know, the mom, uh, honey, your sister's been in an accident, and mother goes ah, and leaves the room. And from the baby's perspective, he doesn't know whether or not she's coming back. And so that could be a moment when that child could experience what's called the childhood wounding, okay, which every single human on the planet, with maybe a literal handful of acceptan- uh, exceptions, um, people who may have been born enlightened, et cetera. Um, Um, have experienced, right? So everyone carries these underlying beliefs and they're very, very, very powerful and they're even more powerful because they're fucking unconscious and you don't know that they're there. And so they can just rule your life experience. And this is why you look like a victim because you don't know what beliefs that you're carrying um, are, you know, that are responsible for um, your, life, your life being exactly the way it is. So you see what it means? So you're responsible for all of it, but you can't see how you're responsible, so it looks like you're not, right? Um, and so then, you know, what is it that really keeps you single, right? So let's say that baby's in the crib, right? And if that is the wounding experience for that child, then it might draw a conclusion, right? Children generalize their life experience. So the fact that you, you know, that your mother left you that once or your father left you um, and uh, and you had to, you know, and and... You know that then you you generalize that to everybody, right? Women, well, women leave, or all men leave, or people leave me, right? And depending on the child, their statement will be slightly different. Okay. So, so let's say that baby comes up with something like, um, "People will leave me." Okay, and then. 30 40 50 years later that baby comes into my office and says I don't know why but every single uh, relationship I've ever had I've been left. People don't want to stay with me. And I go great, let's start there. And I you know we work our way backwards to find that underlying belief that's causing the result that they're then seeing in their life. Is this making sense? So there's this um There's a sense of uh, one foot on the gas. I want a girlfriend. I want a happy relationship that lasts. I want a life partner, whatever that is. And one foot on the brake. I'm petrified of all the things that I just said that I wanted. I'm so petrified about all the things that I just said that I wanted that I would rather not have them at all than risk
2: what might happen. Right? So, so you have to understand that
0: the risk involved in achieving what you want is greater than the desire for it. That's why you don't have it. If you wanted it and you wanted it more than you know, it was even you were you know. It doesn't matter what, its risk, what the risk, but the risk, I want it no matter what. That is actually when you get what you want right? But subconsciously, your mind's going, oh my God, people are going to leave you. If you depend on them, they will drop you and you will die, right? It's always a matter of life and death. That's why this is so powerful. That's why this is so strong. So inside, it's, you know, you know, on the outside, it's, oh, I sure would love to have a girlfriend. On the inside, it's, oh my God, that will kill you.
2: Not dying wins every time. So,
0: what's really powerful about that is the knowledge of that then reempowers you again, so you can take responsibility for what's happening to you. So it's funny the the, the second secret around you know self sabotage, the one I'm talking about now, um, one foot on the gas, one foot on the brake, um, is actually a um, uh, sort of the, the first step and the second step. The self responsibility and the self sabotage are really quite related. They're kind of a cycle in some way. Right. So, so what do you do if you're, you know, if you're not able to say, you know, take a course with me or really work through these issues on the, you know, sub- subconscious and, and, you know, belief level, right, where they live? You know, sometimes it can be as simple as changing your routine, right? Um, if you sort of always go for, uh, Let's see. If you always go for girls who are like maybe a little bit, um, let's say your pattern is that you get bored in relationships, right? And you date really sort of like really sweet, like good quality women, right? But they're just not kind of lighting your fire. Um, or actually, let's use the opposite. and Let's say that you attract a lot of fire and drama and then it sort of blows up and goes away, right? So if you do that, if your pattern is uh, lots of drama or your pattern is... Um, lots of uh you know sort of overexcitement um and you're like man i i date these women and they seem really normal and then i you know i um the 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 drama gets sort of over the top and i can't handle it anymore um or we end up in the fiery breakup right and so um the the first step in that type of situation to be honest is to look and see what it is that you like about that kind of relationship whatever relationship you keep getting whatever situation including singlehood, that you keep getting that you don't want, look inside and see what it is that you like about it, right? Oh, man, Domini, I'm so lonely. I just, I just want a partner. You know, all I want is to, um, to you know, have someone to share my life with, et cetera, et cetera. There's nothing that I like about being single. Okay, great. And I go, what do you like about being single? And they'll be like, nothing. Definitely, there's nothing that I like. But they've been single, so there's something that they like, right? It's not conscious yet. Let's go look for it. And I'll just say, okay, great. If there were something you liked about being single, what would it be? And you have to go back and forth because, you know, they're in consciously they, that's not what they want, right? So they're not familiar with they're like, no, no, I don't want this. It's like, yes, but you have it in your life. So let's assume for just a quick second that you do. Can't hurt. Not going to change your life experience. And so they'll look and it'll say something like, I was like, you know, what do you like about, you know, dating these women with lots of drama? And they'll think about it for a while. And they'll usually come up with something like, well, it's really exciting. And we'll go, great, okay, let's follow that. You know, what would happen if you dated a woman who wasn't exciting? You know, like a good, solid, like normal, quote unquote, whatever the fuck that means, um, woman, you know, da, da, da. And, and see if they, if they actually light up at the idea of getting what they say that they want, right? Because what will often happen is they'll, they'll go, oh, that would be really boring. And b- some underlying issue could be boredom equals death. Like if I'm not stimulated, if I'm not um, excited, if I'm not um, you know, living life or being on the edge or whatever is important for you, if you're not doing those things, then you'll get stagnant and you'll die. That could be something you're carrying around. That was something for me, you know, I, I naturally sort of gravitate towards kind of an adventurous life. I like that. Um, but when I was young, um, it was very, there was a force behind it, right? I, I had to have an exciting life, right? Like I would sort of, you know, I would, I traveled all over the world, um, which was, you know, incredibly amazing experience and I absolutely loved it. And there was also, at the same time, a little energy of like pushing, you know, like I don't I didn't want to settle down. the and and i I looked at the issue, and I saw that I had an underlying belief that if i um, if I sort of led like a normal picket fence two point five kids type of life, it would literally be death. And so because I carried that around subconsciously, I was always sort of pushing to make sure I never got to that place. I was always, Pushing to um, uh, to to be exciting, right? You can live as exciting a life as you want, right? All I needed to do was not choose the normal, basic, boring life, which some people absolutely love, and I can understand it, right? That's not for me. Uh, there's no part of me that's interested in a life like that, right? But a lot of people there are. Those people aren't dead. Works great for them. It wouldn't kill me either. And I just choose not to. So you see the the distinction, right? It's like there was when there's force behind it. When there's an issue around it, there's force behind it, right? So I was like, I will be international. I will go to all these crazy places. I made you know life choices based on that. And um, but there was that part was out of alignment. That part wasn't healthy, right? The healthy part was, yeah, that, that looks boring. I don't want to do that at all. I'd rather go to Barcelona. That sounds cool. Let's do that. You know, that's just the flavor of human that I am, right? Other people would be terrified of the idea of going to Barcelona. Um
2: so so if
0: you're, you know, so you're dating women with lots of drama because you um because you want because you're afraid of being bored, right? But you can just date a girl that's not boring. You don't have to date a girl who's crazy. See what I mean? You are overcompensating um, with the, the type of woman that you're dating, right? And it's not quite what you want, but it's closer to what you want than what you really, really don't want. And so you end up in these relationships with uh, really dramatic, over the top, unstable women, right? Exciting and unstable are not necessarily the same thing, right? Like. Um, you know, I'm I'm really, you know, I I love adventure and I'm super comfortable with uh relatively pretty comfortable with danger, but I have no need for like like doing stupid shit. It's not fun, it's not particularly fun for me, right? I mean, I'm as opposed, you know, let's say um, you know, uh skydiving being an example of um danger or adventure and uh Driving drunk being an example of you could also say adventure and danger, uh, danger, adventure, but more like a stupid life choice, like that's sort of edgy, um, out of controlness doesn't you know hold any appeal for me. Um, but a lot of people they they do, right? So, so you so you look for it, right? What is it that I like about my current situation? What do I really dig about being single despite the fact that I don't want to be single, right? What is it that um, I like about not having a whole lot of money, right? I have a friend whose house I was just visiting earlier today who um, is always sort of just getting by. Uh, and he tells me, tells me that and he tells me that kind of just in that tone. He's like, yeah, well, I'm never really interested, you know, I've never really needed a whole lot of money. And usually there's some sort of like, um, you know, uh, upset or distortion or I don't need money or, you know, sort of the underlying belief of, like I can't get it anyway type of thing. Um, this one, he was really just very calm. He's like, no, I don't really have that much interest in that. Just need to have enough to get by. And like, there was just no distortion in his field as he said it. You know, he was just, yeah, that's that's not of, of huge amount of interest to me. I'm not saying he would necessarily, um, you know, give the money back if he won the won the lottery. But... He was genuinely not upset with his situation in that, you know, moment in that way. And so, um, great. Good for you, right? So and so that's just, that would be a situation. It's like, if that's not a problem for you, then that's not a problem for you. Some people, drama is not a problem. You know, they have those exciting girls. Bless them. Um, and how, you know, sort of <laughs>
2: fascinating they are. Um, yeah.
0: Um, some people really enjoy that. They don't mind the upset. I've, I've seen, that, seen that before. Um, a couple of friends of mine who are a couple, um, and she's this like fiery Russian redhead, and he's um, this sort of uh, connector of people and, and just absolutely loves her and supports her career and all these sorts of things. And, and she just sort of loses it every once in a while, and he just thinks it's hysterical. Like he just loves, and I'm sitting there being like, whoa, girl, I don't know about this. Um, but it just works for him, you know. Whatever he's got going on in his life, that dynamic works. For now, maybe for forever, maybe not. Doesn't really matter, right? So it's not that one thing is bad, or I shouldn't I shouldn't date women with drama. Like, if you don't mind, or if you find that interesting, then great. There's everybody's kind of relationship is their own, right? And you probably don't want many other people's. You know, it's your own style. So. The question is, what is it that's keeping you from achieving that, right? What is it that you're carrying around that's keeping you from whatever it is that you want, right? So you know the need to kind of um, prove yourself as someone, as something, and I mean that can be on a, uh, a very subtle level as well. For example, me with the the sort of nuclear family, right, um, with the uh, you know the 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 husband and the picket fence and the you know suburban suburban life right um i didn't need to force myself away from that i could just not do it right if you if you find that you're you're worried about getting bored right um in a relationship you don't need to find the most exciting woman you can possibly find you just need to find one that you find interesting you know you guys go on your own adventures so you guys you see what i mean And that's very that's very profound. You can just live whatever kind of life that you want. I wonder if you know that. I
2: wonder if you know that. Whatever you decide you want to do in life, you
0: can absolutely, without any qualms, beyond the shadow of a doubt, you can do that. This is the art of attraction.
2: Uh, hello. Hello.
3: Wait, th- this is really Dominique Drew.
0: Yes, this is Dominique Drew. Who's this?
3: Uh, this is uh Joy. Um, I'm a grad student at Virginia Tech. Oh, uh, long time listener, long time listener, first time caller.
0: That's wonderful. I'm so glad. Oh, welcome, welcome. Uh, tell me your first name again.
3: Uh, Aaron Joy. Um, Aaron Joy. Uh, I'm a, uh, um, I'm an Indian, I'm from India. That's I'm, fantastic. I'm a
0: Great name, my goodness. Yeah, well, um, uh, well, wonderful. What can I help you
2: with, uh, Aaron Joy? Um, uh, so I really don't know.
3: Okay, uh, here's the thing. Um, I've never dated like, literally, never. Uh, dating during, um, well, as you can understand, like I grew up in India, and I only moved here like three years ago, so really, i dating or beating or like being with girls during my high school or anything that wasn't really an option um, and during undergrad, i did try I did try it, but I mean it didn't really it didn't really work. I mean dating wasn't really something that I did, and then I moved here and I tried something for tried for like two years mostly like online dating and that got nowhere
2: mm.
3: um so basically like i don't know like i was just listening to your earlier part of your uh webcast today and which is going great by the way <laughs> thank um, you i love this guy was um, great um i just couldn't understand so it was the part where you're saying like it's not something that um and so it's not dating problems it's personal Mm -hmm. problems that go into dating yeah so it's really like okay like so uh, so in addition to like I'm talking to you but I've also been like seeking therapy for a while Mm -hmm. for different reasons Mm -hmm. um so like one of the things that definitely did happen was like I found myself comparing to other guys who were in relationships. Yeah. Not necessarily great ones, not necessarily, not necessarily great people themselves, and not necessarily long-lasting relationships, but, like, everything, basically. I'm trying to learn, like, basically I found myself comparing to people and trying to figure out, okay, what are they doing or what do they have that I don't? And, like, why isn't this working out mm-hmm. for me? Yeah. And I realized that's not working. That, and then I realized that that wasn't the right way to do it. So mainly the question is, what's wrong with me? Hmm. I just don't. I. I really don't understand. I mean, yeah. At one point, I understood like I needed to make changes, and I have done changes since last year, like a lot of changes. Um, but still, like the responses just keep getting like weird, and I'm pretty sure, like, okay. Um, I'm pretty sure at this point I've developed like a sort of gaydar but for married women my age. Hmm. So it's like I come. So it's like I meet women who are like either not great who may be really attractive but not the kind of person I would want to be with Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
3: or I'd meet like people I'm not necessarily attracted to but who may have traits that I would like to find in a partner yeah and these are all people I could approach but I don't want to for obvious reasons and then I'd find somebody who's like perfect and boom they're already in a relationship with somebody else so it's like I keep attracting these people and I can't understand why.
2: Yeah. Take a deep breath. Hello. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Yeah, I, I can hear you.
0: hmm Take a deep breath.
2: Yeah.
0: And let yourself slow down a little bit. Because the emotion that you just started to feel um is important. Actually. Yeah. Right, I, right. As you I were just so. just stopping to talk. Mm-hmm. So let yourself breathe a little bit more and let yourself feel.
3: Okay, I think I really should like sit down somewhere because mm-hmm. I'm literally just walking.
0: <laughs> sitting, sitting would probably be good.
3: Yeah, like me
2: just um, i already sit down and take a deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, the question of, what is wrong with me, right?
3: Uh, I'm sorry?
0: The question was, what's wrong with me, right?
3: I mean, at the base of it all, mm-hmm.
0: yes. yeah. Yeah, well, the base is the most interesting point because everything else comes from there. hmm So, so there's, there's nothing wrong with you, which I imagine, you know, intellectually. Um, I doubt that you feel that that's true on some, you know, deeper level. Um, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, you've, you've listened to the show for a long time, it sounds like. And so the answer is always going to be the same. Um, there's something that you believe about yourself or the world. That you're projecting out to the women that you are interested in and is pushing them away.
2: Yeah, I guess.
0: Right? You're attracted to women you can't have or don't want.
2: Well,
3: I mean, that's like pretty much hitting the nail on the head. i mm. <laughs> being attracted to women who I can't be with.
2: Yeah. Take another deep breath, but this time bring it low into your belly. Uh,
3: could you repeat that? I'm sorry. like mm-hmm. connection is going to bad.
2: Yeah.
0: So take another deep breath, but I want you to breathe into your lower belly. Like if you were to put your hand sort of below your belly button
2: when you breathe, push it out. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just inviting you to connect with your body a little bit, because I imagine you're very intelligent. Is that accurate?
2: I mean, I no, no I need, know. no need for modesty. Sometimes is that I, is that true? Do you excel intellectually?
3: I don't know. Sometimes I do dumb things. <laughs>
0: Okay. But this is just a data point. It's, I'm not, it's not a good quality or bad quality. Are you like of, of above average intelligence? I guess so. Okay. Because you're reasoning it out a lot, right? You're trying to figure out what the problem is and the places where yeah. you're looking in your mind and your thoughts aren't leading you anywhere. That's why you found yourself in this kind of, I don't know if you kind of experience it like the way you've heard me describe the mental hamster wheel. Um, Or not, but either way that it's not, it's getting, it's, it's cyclical, right? You're, you're in a closed system and you're, you want different results. So you need to change the function, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So that's
2: why the breath, the breath changes the function.
0: Okay. It breaks the cycle. You're trying something new. Just like I was talking about earlier today. I was like, if you don't know what to do, try something different. Because what you're doing isn't working. So anything different will throw a cog in the wheel, right?
2: Right. So let yourself breathe. And just bring your awareness to your breath. Take a couple of breaths, just noticing it. Bring your awareness to your legs. To your feet.
3: I'm terribly sorry. Verizon is really living up to its reputation.
1: Uh, Could you repeat what you were saying, please? Yeah,
0: my voice gets kind of quiet. I should probably be more aware of that. Sorry. Um, So bring your awareness to your legs.
2: Okay. Yep, and to your feet. Good. There's nothing else you need to do. Don't worry. Let yourself relax. Yeah, there you go. Have you ever meditated, love?
0: I uh, don't oh. hmm. So there's a really interesting meditation. Um, I was never a, a, a huge fan, to be perfectly honest. Sort of funny, given my line of work. Um, in traditional meditation, it just never really was my favorite thing. Now I enjoy it a lot more, but, um, there's a, a way of sort of having like a full body meditation where you truly just bring your awareness to your breath and just notice if you don't change anything, how far down your body, your breath comes on its own. Okay. And just notice, you know, if it comes down to your chest, that's great. Or your, you know, your throat, stomach, whatever. Notice where it goes. And then um, notice if it's, you know, different from right to left or front to back and kind of get a shape of it. And, and then spend some time underneath that, like underneath where the breath stops. And um, and just hang out there. Like, just watch yourself. This will truly, this will shift. This will make such a shift for you, sugar. Um, because right now, again, you're in that closed system. The closed system is like the mental loop that you've been kind of stuck in, right? Um and so I'm, br- I'm shifting you from your from your brain from your mind, your conscious mind down into your body mm-hmm. and your body is only here in the present moment, and so it's 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 much clearer it's much it's tends to be slower, it's more relaxed, you're less sort of frantically trying to look for the answers right mm-hmm. and instead you're getting information so you can sort of you can do this where you're just witnessing whatever it is if it's tension or resistance or Hatred or joy or a whole lot of nothing, whatever it is that you experience, great. Okay. Just let it be there for as long as it wants to be there. Nothing. Okay. And then exist there. And what you're doing is you're practicing being present, sitting in your body, not out in your head, wondering what the answers are, you're You're sitting in your body and you're looking for them. You're asking about them directly, right? So that's kind of, that's the realm where I work. That's how I'm able to get results as quickly as I am with for people, because um,
2: because. It goes directly to the source. Doesn't treat the symptoms. Right. So, when you're ready, just go ahead and let me know what you're noticing. It I'm just saying, like, a little quieter for all um, the for some reason. hmm um. Yeah, right how it's just breathing. You're noticing your breathing.
0: The quieter will just about always happen. Because a lot of the noise is in your mind. It's chattering. And it doesn't need to. You can learn to, to let go of that. You can learn to get rid
2: of that. So this this state that you're in now, can you feel how different it is? It does. Mm-hmm. It's almost like... It almost feels like I'm just like sitting in the middle of a room and there's no noise. Mm. And it's like, I'm not thinking. Just,
3: well, I'm thinking the stuff that I'm saying, mm-hmm. but other than that, I'm not thinking of anything else.
0: Brilliant. Yes. This, what you're experiencing now, is called being, as opposed to doing. You're just Being. Being doesn't actually take that much effort, not nearly as much as we put into it, for sure. So you're allowing yourself to just be, and it's a very much quieter way of living. In fact, you can live
2: from this place. For sure. Yeah.
0: So in here is where you're going to find... um, the is where you is where you seek the underlying beliefs. Okay, here is where
2: the answers are for you.
0: Um, with your particular situation, um, I think you'd probably be a really good fit to work with me. Also, if that interests you, um, if you if you do want that, I'm going to send you. Uh, are you on Facebook Live? Are you watching on Facebook Live?
1: Uh, I was, I don't have internet
3: connection right now.
0: Mm-hmm. That's okay. It's dominiedrew.com forward slash schedule. I'll go ahead and type it on my, um, uh, put on my Facebook page and you can, you click there. That's the, the scheduling link. And if you're interested, we can get on the phone and, and see if you'd be a good fit for the program, because this is exactly the kind of thing once you connect and, and you just went there so easily my friend, holy shit, that took me way longer to do. You just, you know, with a very small amount of guidance, you just dropped right in. Um, so you will likely get very fast results um, in working with me because this is that link that connects the conscious mind and the subconscious. So what I would basically teach you is how to operate when you're down there to be able to find the answers and the, the absolute right answer. There's no, you know, there's, um, you're, you're tapping into you. So it's, it's you know, it's always your the, the best answer for you in the moment um, to whatever problem that you have. It's, it's like magic. It's extraordinary.
2: So if that interests you, then you're welcome to reach out there as well. Oh, thank you. Mm. How are you feeling now? Calmer. Um, Calmer? It's been a while. Mm. But,
3: I mean... This last month, we I mean, we has been for you because I mean, grad school can be, uh, can be full of unexpected surprises A bitch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I did like graduate, I mean, I did like graduate from one phase to another. So, I mean, I went to a graduation, went to my graduation last month and I'm continuing on another degree. But
2: even then, like, stuff been similar to this. It. It's been a while since i had a chance to be calm
0: (laughs) yeah this feels really important
2: for you this feels
0: really important for you this place it's important for a lot of people a lot of people never never experience this kind of calm and you saw exactly how you got there and you've got it recorded in the podcast you can always come back and and listen to just that part and drop in and and get back to here if you want
3: I mean, it also probably helps that I'm, like, right now literally on campus, like, near some of the dorm parts. So I can I literally have, like, like, if I open my eyes, I can literally see trees and, like, grassy lawns in front of I Fantastic. guess that helps, too.
0: It helps, but you can do it in the middle of, you know, a train yard, too. It doesn't matter. It's not physical noise. It just feels quieter because you're used to the inner noise. So sound is the closest thing that you can associate it with. You know what I mean?
2: And I, I hear you.
0: Mm. So,
2: does that feel like enough or is there anything else that you need right now? Uh, right now, I guess, like, I mean, I guess, like, this is probably the kind of question that can be answered in, like, you know, just like that. But, I mean, yeah, I guess, like, I just need to be, like, I mean, like, if there's anything, like, I guess, like, one uh, last question would be, like, it's not, like, so you said about, like, being versus, you know, being versus doing. Mm-hmm. But but there's also the fact where it's,
3: like, if I don't ask on something, then nothing's going to happen. Mm. You're taking...
0: Like, yeah, you're taking a few minutes of peace to a very extreme level. I didn't say never okay, do anything right. for the rest of your life, but also, oh, no. no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but being is also it, it's being doesn't necessarily need to be passive. Being just means you're here, existing in the present moment, right? As you said, you know, you're 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 still kind of there, right? You've come out of it a little bit, but you're still pretty pretty in your body right now, and you're still managing to have a conversation with me, right? Mm-hmm. You could do grad school from this place.
2: I did grad school from this place. Oh.
3: hmm
0: It doesn't make you dumber. It doesn't make you slower in the sense— It does actually make you slower, but the, the, that kind of speed, the kind of speed that you lose when you come down into your body is not speed that's actually saving you any time. Okay, um, motivation, right. incentive, intention. I want to do this and I want to do it in two goddamn weeks. That comes from your core. You're that type of person or you're not, or you're motivated about this one thing or you're not, right? Um, right? The rest of it that feels really fast is the spinning your wheels or you being there. It's actually little inefficiency. So actually when you come down into your body and you're more centered, you're at, you actually work, things actually go more quickly because they're smoother. Right. Mm-hmm little inefficiencies and anxieties and pressures that are areas where you're working against yourself, things like that, get cleared out because you're just being here. This is a really powerful
2: place. And it's easy.
0: So I would recommend practicing that. I'd recommend practicing that. And then if you want to um, come back for more, then you could check in with me next week and let me know how it went and we can do the next step then.
3: All right. All right. Thank you so much.
0: You're very, very welcome. And I'll go ahead and um, post that dominidrew.com forward slash schedule link for you uh, on the profile my Facebook page. All right. Okay. I'll talk to you soon then. All right. Bye. Take care. Oh, what a nice call in. That's so great. I love hearing the people uh, listen to the listen to the podcast and get a lot out of it. And long time listener, first time caller. That was so cute. All right, great job. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for joining me. Uh, we've gone a little bit over time here, but um, I was really glad to uh, to have the chance to demonstrate how that can work and the shift that kind of kind of shift that that can make because uh, it's pretty extraordinary. All right, that's it for me. I will see you next week with. Uh, another Art of Attraction episode. For now, go ahead and subscribe, download all the episodes that you want. Uh, Feel free to write your questions to me on my Facebook page. Um, And uh, and I look forward to seeing you in the future. All right. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.